Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Cinematic Trinity with me, Michael. And me, Kieran. And there's no Tulip today. Uh, she's currently away for work purposes, not the podcast. You know, you think that'd be her full time job, but it's not. Slacking, really. <laughs> yeah. um, but today, me and Kieran are going to be giving our thoughts on uh, the newest Netflix series, uh, which is Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, which is uh, basically another sort of adaptation of the Scott Pilgrim series which is based originally on a comic book and it did have a 2010 is it it's about 2010 yeah 2010 uh, film Scott Pilgrim versus the world which is obviously starring Michael Sarah and uh, I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Winstead. yep so I, you're probably you know you've known Scott Pilgrim for like longer in terms of like a series, yeah, we're, we're busy mates. We could be, we go way back. <laughs> how would you know? How would you sort of like describe the general synopsis of like Scott Pilgrim? It's it's kind of hard to describe. It's, it's not there's not much like it, especially the mm-hmm. the film. I feel like it's quite unique yeah. um, in kind of its 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 telling because it's it very much leans into kind of like video game feature like you know there's things like the 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 music they use and kind of the the effects that they use Mm -hmm. um and and things like that when there's action scenes and and whatnot there's it's very video gamey yeah yeah it's almost like not absurd it's probably the wrong word but like when i was sort of watching it he kind of wonder like the logistics of as well because like scott pilgrim like the the film especially is he meets this girl called ramona flowers and like he has to overcome fighting her like ex boyfriends, but like they're all super, you know, super powered. But like all of them, you know, it's pretty much like boss fight for every boyfriend. So it's that's we, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> for every ex. Um, so it's like yeah, that's like the video game element of things. So yeah, that's basically you know Scott in the film has to fight all of these ex boyfriends and and ex- overcome ex ex. <laughs> this is this is just like the film. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, the film like you know very very good, and like this series as well. Like just to get into it, I thought it was very good. Like you know, it's not like a straight adaptation of the film. Um, it's like its own, almost like a like kind of retel- it's a retelling. Yeah, yeah, like retelling reboot kind of thing. Because like the first episode especially does recreate a lot of the same stuff from the film until it sort of like subverts your expectations in a way. Because like. The, the the series kind of follows Ramona Flowers more, like she's the central character rather than Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, which, you no, know, like was interesting, like, you know, especially by watching, I've only just recently watched the film today, like watching the two, like they are very, very different stories and like they do, like they're both very, very good, like uh, bits of media and do like their own things very, very well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess like in terms of like, you know, obviously the differences between the two, how did you... Like you know, like what the TV show did versus like the film. Yeah. So for me, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I I think I first watched it when I was about twelve. So that's like eleven years ago now. Um, and you know, I absolutely loved it back then. is is one of my favorite films for mm-hmm. like you know so many reasons. But one thing, especially that was quite different in the show as opposed to the film, is the music. Okay. And the sound effects. Because Edgar Wright uses like a lot of like a lot of the soundtrack for Scott Pilgrim is like really good. Like I really enjoy this a really good soundtrack for me. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I feel like Scott Pilgrim takes off. It didn't have as much music in those bits where it definitely did in the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, you kind of like because um, 
And to be fair, this is like your behind the scenes thing I found yeah. really interesting because um, in the movie, like Mike, you know, Scott Pilgrim, Michael Sarah's character is part of a band called Sex Bob-omb. Sex Bob-omb, yeah. Um, and they, yeah, as a band, they have like their own songs they do. And like, I asked Kieran, like, are they, you know, just like, before, is it like a band like records the music and these guys like dub over it? But no, it was, um, you know, they play the instruments they, themselves. Yeah, they actually learned how to play the instruments for the film. Yeah. And, and when it was their scenes in the film, they were the ones actually playing it and, and the recording of it. So... I, I mean that's really interesting and it's one yeah. of the kind of best things of acting really is yeah because I in the because in the TV show like you get I think one or two songs from like Sex Bobom in like the, probably like the first episode because they kind of like retread obviously the first episode retreads some of the same ground as the movie so it's kind of like they do the whole we are Sex Bobom and we're you know here to yeah. play this music and stuff um, I think it's I... different songs as well okay okay so they kind of like yeah obviously lean back into it because the the interesting thing like about the show is all of the returning like cast from the movie which was like pretty cool considering like how long it's been yeah and for some of them they're quite i mean it's quite funny that um chris chris evans chris evans yeah i was gonna say chris evans but then i was thinking of lee evans in my head and i was like that's a completely different person um because chris evans in in the film he plays lucas lee who's like a a-list actor mm-hmm. and he is now that yeah so the yeah. fact that they were able to get like people like him to come back and and do it and then it's it's quite a you know star heavy cast yeah when you yeah. think about it yeah because you're like you may be like expected from like a you know like maybe like an anniversary one-off yeah. kind of thing but not like a six you know six to eight, eight, yeah, eight, eight episode eight episode tv show like yeah it's all like michael sarah's back mary elizabeth winstead's back audrey plaza's back anna kendrick brie larson as well obviously she's she's not in it very much but like you know obviously she's on to bigger and better things now as well yeah. so it is very very surprising um but yeah no i i thought they did quite a good job like the voice cast like they all you know michael sarah is always good again it's not like in the show as much just because they kind of take scott pilgrim out for like the first you know it's, it's like he's in for the first episode then he comes back in like the sixth or seventh yeah like. yeah so they kind of like take him out of the show for a bit and it is you know ramona that's front and center and yeah everyone has like good performances you know then they do you know sort of uh, recreations of their lines from the movies and stuff. And, like, it's just, yeah, everyone puts on a good show. It's a very, like, well-made TV show as well because it kind of goes for the sort of comic-style uh, art look, like, animation look as well. And, like, I-, I thought, yeah, visually it looks quite quite good and, like, the fight scenes and stuff as well because, like, even from the movie, like, the fight scenes are very well... Choreographed. Yeah, very well choreographed and work very well, like, animated because, again, as you say, it leans into, like, that video game... Uh, aesthetic so you get like all the different like pop-ups and stuff like you know level up and they get new weapons and it shows the stats and stuff and the tv show kind of does the same but like it just kind of ramps it this the scale up a bit more like what in terms of like which you preferred would you say like the fights in the tv show or the fights in the in the movie i i i feel like this is me being biased because of Mm -hmm. my kind of ongoing love for the film but I, I would have to say the film. I, I think there are scenes in the show. Um, like there's one between Matthew Patel and, and Gideon Graves. Oh, which yeah, is yeah. towards the start, which is like a like quite yeah. a long sequence, but it is really like yeah. really well done. It's you know kind of extended when they're fighting for like three and a half minutes or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that was like you know that was really good. Um, and I think there was one with Ramona versus Roxy. Yeah, yeah, where, where they fought like 
inside of a TV and like in in films for a little bit. That was a really good, yeah. Because yeah. like watching the watching the movie like today, sort of comparing the two, I like I prefer that fight scene between her and Roxy in the TV yes, show versus yeah. the uh, movie. Because like with it being like from Ramona's like perspective, it's kind of like she. She doesn't really have to fight like her exes, like Scott does in the movie. It's basically, you know, she more has to like. It's more personal, like she kind of has to apologize to them. Yeah, re- and, reconcile. Yeah, yeah, because like it's you know even in the film she kind of says like she kind of moves from person to person, like normally dumps them, and it's like always like she gets bored or like you know they move on, and she's just like, well, I'm done with this. I'll mm-hmm. leave you. And like Roxy, especially because like you know that was her first like she was bi curious and like her first like lesbian. You know, only lesbian relationship, yeah. and like Roxy was really into Ramona, and then Ramona kind of like just left and didn't consider it. So like their fight has like a good, you know, good like visual like fight between them, but then also there's a good like uh, heart to it, and like when they reconcile is really good because like you know I'm sorry, I know I didn't realize how much I meant to you. I'm like really sorry, and it's like a good because they kind of like come out the TV and it's them and like the video shop they're fighting in and it's like the sprinklers are on and it's like very nice like very nice to look at whilst they're uh, whilst they're wrecking yeah, yeah reconciling what did you think of like the other because like the X's are some are different some are like kind of the same like you know what did you sort of I feel like the biggest changes well I, I mean aside from Gideon like getting dethroned and yeah yeah like because Gideon is like the because like her ex-boyfriends are like in this or exes are in this um league of evil exes yeah. uh, which are headed by Gideon who's like the final like the seventh uh ex he's the kind of orchestrator of yeah the yeah um, and like he is that in, in in the film he is very much the final boss if you will yeah um, but in the show, after Matthew Patel, you know, in air quotes, kills Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. he feels brave enough to take on Gideon and yeah. he wins. Um, so he dethrones Gideon and then Matthew Patel becomes like the, the kind of orchestrator of, yeah, yeah. of the league. Um, so that's, that's very different. And yeah, I feel like... Because you get like you get good because in the TV show compared to the film you do get the ex the exes interacting with each other because obviously it is this league they're all like part of it and it is you know they do have a bit of banter back and forth and like that you know in like the fifth or sixth episode sort of yeah Gideon gets dethroned by Matthew Patel and then Lucas Lee Chris Evans character goes to like basically they just become friends so there's like a really good montage of them just like just messing around like building like skate ramps and baking food and it's like a really really fun really really fun sequence but you don't obviously you don't get that in the film they don't really interact it's just sort of Gideon is there and he's like I set up the league but like no one really you know uh, they kind of reference the league but they don't actually you know interact with each other yeah that is one thing because the the twins are very different in the show as well because in the film they show up and they have their little um like Amp versus amp battle, like music battle, isn't it? Which yeah. you know, I I quite like that scene. Yeah, but obviously yeah. the twins in the show, they actually get a speaking role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know that's that's kind of um, good for them, um, and that, like they kind of actually play quite a pivotal part because they make the robot. Which yeah, because when like Scott when Scott gets killed, he's actually taken to the future so he can basically meet his future self who then tells him that like things don't work out with Ramona uh, basically in a way to say don't don't try and pursue Ramona because our life 
sucks basically mm. and yeah the twins like build a robot that can time travel and that's who brings scott into the future so yeah and they just have a lot yeah they have more they're more like characters to be fair like yeah. they're still not like massive players but like they do have more significance in the story um but what did you yeah like in terms of the other boyfriends obviously like chris evans character and then um, brandon ralph who is the, the like uh Told the vegan the vegan yeah because being I, vegan gives you superpowers. Yeah, which is which is yeah really funny in the movie and like it's funny in the TV show like as well. But what? Because I I think yeah probably out of all the exes like pro- I'd probably say Roxy has more of like a good backstory fleshed out in the TV show. But yeah, I think probably in terms of like their uh, changes like in terms of the plot, it probably would be I'd say Todd just because of what <laughs> what happens with him and Wallace. <laughs> yeah. It's it's quite funny because I think there's like an ongoing thing with, with Wallace um and Stacy Scott's sister in that like any time that she gets a boyfriend, Wallace basically turns him gay. Yeah, because Wallace so I think is that's his, like his superpower. Yeah, because <laughs> Wallace is Scott's like gay roommate. But yeah. you, you know, Scott basically lives with Wallace. Wallace pays the rent and like everything. So yeah, but <laughs> yeah, he just like because um, when Ramon is like investigating what happened to Scott after he's killed, you know, she basically kind of goes round to which of her exes would do this. And um, Brandon Ralph's character Todd is filming a movie. Based which again it's a it's a movie based on a script that someone gave to one of scott's friends which is based on the film yeah, that we you, watched yeah it's yeah. very it it's very convoluted it's, and then they get like you know you get a uh, reference to edgar wright and it's a director called edgar wrong who's yeah. uh, making the film but yeah scott's friend like wallace wanders on set and like instantly gets like hired to play himself, himself. In the film, and then he just ends up seducing uh, Todd, and <laughs> Todd just falls like madly in love with him, and like that's just quite funny. Just I don't know, and he breaks the vegan edge because like Wallace won't like be with him. Yeah, because Todd's with um, Brie Larson's character as well, and like sort of uh, Brie Larson and like Wallace have like well, Brie Larson basically fights Wallace's stunt doubles, which is good. That's kind of like a callback to the first film as well where Scott fights Chris Evans's like stunt double so that's like a pretty cool yeah. uh sequence so yeah very like very funny and just like how he yeah just completely goes down the drain starts eating like loads of meat and stuff and then just loses his uh loses his cool um but yeah I guess like you know that's pretty much like the exes really I mean like Lucas Lee's pretty much the same like he's just a movie star who doesn't really yeah, he doesn't care. Like he's always like, whatever. Like, I do all these films. I don't read the script and stuff like that. And like, you know, he. How does it like? How did him and like Ramona like reconcile? Because it's kind of like, didn't she leave Lucas Lee when like and you know just sort of tossed him aside and then start going out with Todd kind of thing? Like, just didn't even think about, didn't give it like a second thought. Yeah, I think they kind of like, like Lucas explained that to her, and she was like. Oh, like, you know, again, like, I didn't realise I did that. And then, yeah. I think, because he's getting chased by all the paparazzi, mm-hmm. and then she helps him at the end, and that's kind of their way, because she yeah. helps him s- slip out, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. kind of the way that they kind of reconcile each other, so... Yeah. I think it's it's nice to do it that way, because rather than, in the film, all of them dying, like, Scott killing them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, this way, they all get to be alive, and they kind of get redeemed, yeah, and they kind of like become when you know Scott comes back into the fold towards the end. They're all like quite supportive of you know Ramona being with Scott, and like yeah. he, they're not trying to be against Scott getting with Ramona, which is really nice. Um, but like when you know Scott comes back into it, he sort of like 
meets Ramona in the future and she, you know, time travels him back to the past. Uh, and he meets up with the gang again and uh, sort of basically, you know, him and Ramona can't actually be intimate with each other. They can't kiss each other because there's like a force field in the way. And then uh, sort of transpires that that was set, you know, put in place by his older self. Even older Scott. Yeah, he was like 47. I just find the ages because it's like old Scott is like 30 something and he's just got like a bit like looks really disheveled and has a beard. And then it's like even older Scott. It's just a really, really buff, like 47 year old man. Because uh, they all get like transported to like this, uh, you know, like this, uh, not other planet. Like I think this. it's like, a, I, I think they call it a subspace highway is what right. they say in like the actual... It's like a, yeah. Like, it's just an alternate space. Yeah. So they all get like all the, you know, all the X's and like Scott and uh, Ramona get transported there. And he sort of comes into it and, you know, it's basically like, I found out what you did. I know you went back. So I've trained like as much as I could to basically to kill my my younger self because that's like the only way I can stop game with Ramona basically so they they have a pretty good fight to be fair like everyone kind of chips in I thought it was going to be like a whole we have to work together and then we'll defeat him but no he kind of like just teleports the, once people have been defeated they all get teleported back to where they were and then it's sort of like Ramona and Scott versus older Scott I guess what what did you think of like that segment and like how it resolved and everything yeah I I quite like that battle because. You know, they kind of worked together in the end and they started to overwhelm even older Scott. But then, like, he, like, kind of breaks loose and goes, like, berserker mm-hmm. mode. And then even older Ramona shows up and <laughs> she's just like, just stop what you're doing. Because just... <laughs> it, it's almost like he, it's almost like he's kind of a bit pathetic, like, older Scott, because it's kind of like they hit a bump in the road and he, like, shut down, yeah. you know. Uh, so, like, older Ramona comes in to be like, look, we had, like, you know, one disagreement and, like, you basically you know you backed off and I wanted to just you turned into like an absolutely crazy person mm-hmm. and it's kind of like uh younger Ramona and like older Ramona like they kind of like reconcile a bit I guess because it's kind of like older Ramona telling her like you know not to be afraid of like committing and and like stuff like that so then they kind of like become a they kind of like conjoin for a little bit become this weird like super Ramona yeah yeah and then that gets sends older Scott back to you know, back to his timeline and then uh, allows, breaks the force field between Scott and Ramona so they can actually kiss. Uh, you know. She also has a moment where it's kind of like older Ramona speaking to Scott. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I'm I'm this and this, but just stay by me and, mm-hmm. you know, just support me kind of thing. Because you, you kind of get that in the film. Like, it does critique, uh, you know, obviously how Ramona is with her exes and stuff. Like, she kind of, like, gets you know, leaves when the going gets tough almost and, like, doesn't want to commit. And then, obviously, Scott comes along and he's this really nice, really friendly person, but she's still scared of, like, him becoming just another one of her uh, evil ex, you know, exes. Uh, But, like, yeah, this kind of does it. With, like, a TV show, you know, you get, like, more development. Like, it's more time, isn't it? It kind of, like, because it throws in older Scott, you can kind of see, like, where he'll end up. But, like, the film kind of... It kind of it do, kind of does do that, but like also kind of like throws in like in the last five minutes a evil version of Scott, but then it's kind of instantly. I think that's it's it's meant to be like a throwback because earlier in the film when they're doing that ninja game, there's like the Nega ninja. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And like Scott's like, oh, I can never beat him because he's always trying to fight him. Right, right. Um, but like the right thing to do all along uh, okay. is like actually just to talk, talk to him. Right, um, okay. Because like. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I always find that bit quite funny. It's, it's just like, it's meant to be like hyping it up like a big battle. And they're just talking about going to brunch. Like, yeah, like and two he's, seconds later. Yeah, he's just, he's just this guy who exists in the world now. It's just yeah. an, evil, an evil version of Scott in the world. So I think both endings are quite, you know, they are satisfying in their own way. I think because mm. I mean the the film as well was meant to have like an alternative ending and it kind of relates to a character we haven't really spoken about who's knives, um, knives Joe, yeah. who's basically at the beginning of the film and the TV show Scott is dating knives who's like a high schooler like she's seventeen Scott's twenty twenty two in the film I think he might be a little bit older in the uh, TV okay show. so obviously it's a bit like oh why are you going out with a high schooler why are you going out with seventeen year old um, and then you know Ramona comes along and it's kind of like he strings. Both knives, of them, yeah. kind of both of them along, but he doesn't break up with knives like until you know he's already with Ramona. Like it's not he doesn't break up with her and then get with Ramona because what you know knives doesn't have she doesn't do a lot in the TV show. To be fair, like she does more in the movie than the TV show. Yeah, she's kind of there is more of a background character. I feel in the TV show because she kind of she becomes a member of the like the band, doesn't she? Like properly. Yes, yeah, she does. She she uh, starts playing the piano. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And then I think Scott comes back and says, oh, this sounds way better than it used to or something. Oh, uh, yeah. And he kind of does that in the film, doesn't he? Because that's when Neil becomes the bass player uh, instead of Scott. Yeah. And he's like, I like... I know. Gets upgrade from young Neil to new. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, because I, I, yeah, I can kind of... Because Knives as well, like in the movie, like obviously, you know, Ramona stole Scott from her and then ended up breaking Scott's heart by breaking up with him uh, in the movie for like a little bit. Uh, so then it's kind of like Knives wants to fight Ramona so that's kind of like a little ending for her because then the film was meant to be like it was meant to be that they got like Scott and Knives got together in the end rather than that was, Scott and Ramona that was the original scripted ending and okay. then they changed it to to be Scott and Ramona which, which I prefer because mm. I feel like it is meant to be those two together but you can kind of see when you're like watching the film you can kind of see that they've put bits in Mm-hmm. Which lead you to think that Scott and Knives could get together? Yeah, because I mean, to be fair, watching like the final fight, it's like they uh, in the movie they like team up Knives and uh, Scott to fight, you know, Gideon, the final boss, uh, and they're kind of, and you know, even Ramona's like, oh, you two make a good pair, like you know, you're a good duo, and then they kind of look at each other like, and you know, they kind of speak to each other in a way that's like we're gonna get back together. But then it kind of like, not abruptly, but then it's kind of like Knives goes, oh, you should get with Ramona. You thought, you know, you've come this far. You should go with her. And then he does. And that's where the film, you know, the film ends. But like, yeah, obviously, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what I would, you know, it makes sense for it to be Ramona just because obviously he does go through all that hardship. I guess if they, if the film maybe had a few more, maybe like another half an hour or something, and they kind of threw in like a whole, oh, I've been fighting for Ramona, but Knives was there the whole time and I should have been, you know, with Knives. It could have worked. I'm not too sure where the comic, like, ends up if it's... I think it's majority all Ramona. Yeah. No. But I haven't read it, so I can't cite that to, like, confirm it for sure. No, no. So, yeah, I think they say both, both endings very, very, you know, they're satisfying in their own way. I'm pretty sure, I think I saw that the TV show isn't going to get like a second season, which makes sense because I, I don't really know where else you could go. It doesn't really need to. Cause I think it had a pretty solid... Yeah, because all the... You know, there's no loose ends really. Like even... It, there's like one post-credit scene, I think, with Gideon and uh, Aubrey Plaza's character. Like they Julian. get... Yeah, they, they get together, but it's kind of just them and his evil lair, but that's about 
about it to be fine to be honest so but you know Ramona and Scott get together all the exes are like happy with Ramona now they're all like their arcs have been completed as such and like everyone kind of does their own thing and goes their separate ways so I think you know very very good tv show like there's a lot to like about it when we were kind of watching it because it's um it's it's a Japanese animation studio who make it wasn't it or um, it's, well, it, the, the animation team had a lot of Japanese names in, so I would assume yeah, because we, when we were like watching it, because I like, part way through, because obviously you know, even like the intro and stuff, like kind of it's you know, to to me, I, I don't want to be uh, <laughs> insulting to anime lovers, but it kind of felt like an anime kind of opening, you know, to the what do you mean, like the the opening, like the title, like, yeah, like the title, like the we only watched credit. it once. Yeah, but I think even from like the once I kind of like thought, oh, you know, this kind of like in my mind because I'm not obviously I don't watch many like anime TV shows. Yeah. It kind of like screams as like, oh, that's kind of like anime esque because like the show kind well, of is, yeah, it's anime esque in a way. Which again, whether that's just because it's, you know, they right. went did a conscious, did a conscious thing to animate it that way, or if it was you know because the stu- you know because the studio and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean the 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 song was done by Nekri Toki, which is a Japanese band. Right, right. So. You know that helps, and I think mm. it it was it was uh, yeah it was pro- like pretty similar to what Japanese openings yeah. would be. So I I yeah it probably was mm-hmm. you know what I mean because it had had Japanese dubbing over it. So yeah, I was because I was gonna say actually because we put on like the Japanese dub like for five minutes in one episode. During like if you rewatched it, would you rewatch it like in the Japanese dub, or would you want to keep it? the English just because it's obviously these characters from the movie reprising their yeah. roles I mean I, I would maybe do it out of curiosity I, when I do watch you know things made in Japan I generally do keep it in the native language yeah so even like the few stuff I've watched like you know when we watch like One Piece and stuff like when we were uh, sort of researching for the review of the the Netflix show we watched that and that was very good uh, and then like you know, movies like Parasite as well. That's that's not like an anime, but obviously it's you know no, it's, it's, it's a Korean. Yeah, you know that's I, better. I, I feel like when you're watching something, the the best way to watch it is in its intended. Yeah, exactly. Like medium. So if it's a Korean film, watch it in Korean. If it's Japanese, watch it in Japanese. Yeah. If it's French, you know, you know, like that's just the the way I feel like it it should be watched. Yeah, yeah. And I think with this one, you could go either way. But I mean, if you want the full, you know, if you want to kind of appreciate this cast coming back after like 13 years you know watch it with the original voice cast because you know it kind of feels like they never left and like it's just a, continu- a continuation of the the movie so yeah i yeah i'd say very for you know very very much enjoyed this uh what would you what would you score it as in the tv show yeah you know tv show and film like how would you you know sort of compare them so again this is going to be biased for me because i, I the the film is one of my favorites. It's mm-hmm. not the best film in the world. If I was doing it purely on enjoyment, yep, it would be a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing it based on how good it is, it's probably an eight out of ten. And I'd say the TV show is probably an eight out of ten mm-hmm. in in both ways. So it's like they're quite in terms of quality. Yeah, they're they're pretty much dead on. Yeah, I think to be fair, I, I'd give them both like a nine out of ten. I like, yeah, I really like, I really really enjoyed the show. I still thought it was quite funny and just like again, just quite a lot. I think the show has its its charm, which I liked. Like when we were kind of like binging the episodes, I liked just the continuation of the story and like the mm-hmm. characters and stuff. 
and then like the movie as well like you know it's Edgar Wright like you know you can never go wrong with Edgar Wright yeah. and like seeing his different visual stuff and like you know kind of what I don't know whether like watching the show before the movie kind of like helped to like kind of boost it up a bit more as well because it's kind of like interesting seeing like this different take on the story even though it came you know mm. technically it came first but like just interesting seeing where it goes I mean more Michael Sarah in the movie like he's really really good as Scott yeah. obviously not in the TV show as much but yeah very like well crafted you know just uh, like video game-esque movies um, yeah I definitely recommend like giving the film and the TV show or watch like you know for anyone really I don't think you need to be like a video game nerd to oh, no, like it not. I think they're both you know quite accessible to kind of general audiences really um, one thing I will say I, I can't say as to the TV show because mm-hmm. obviously we've only watched it once but I've watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World like 20 30 times easily <laughs> like I've, I've watched I've watched it a lot of times um, and there's one thing that you can rely on in Edgar Wright films and that it's his it's his visual storytelling mm-hmm. and it's the way that he can edit things together like where, where how he does in Baby Driver where he kind of syncs the music to what's happening right yep yep you can see bits of this in the film because mm-hmm. um, there's like bits where um, you know depending on which X shows up there's some more obvious like where it will say like four on like a big building yeah or you know it'll start saying like on Todd's shirt it will say three yeah yeah and on, yeah on Lucas Lee he's got a two on his like tattoo on his yeah. on his neck but then there's also like they have shots of the road where they've got two X's on either side of the road yeah I did see so, yeah Lee. yeah and they've got things like that and there's also one bit towards the end when you uh, when Scott and Gideon first meet um, you see Ramona touch the back of her neck where she's got the little oh, chip yeah, yeah. and it makes a little noise and then you hear in the background Gideon's pulling up in his limo and the song that's playing is Under My Thumb Okay, right. so it's like little things like yeah, that yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that's, it's kind of why Edgar Wright is my favourite director it's because like he he really thinks about the little things mm-hmm. and that's why that you know when you go back and watch his films and you actually kind of look into what he's doing you're like wow this is yeah exactly, this is yeah. incredible yeah yeah so very a good film uh lover's film yeah i, took, I know you, you really you really like edgar wright and you know he's i can't fault him made some good movies he's yeah because like i mean like hot fuzz and Shaun of the dead and things like that they're yeah. just like really fun world's end we don't talk about but you know and then you go i need to, to like, i need to re-watch that like i feel like I can agree with you it's not the best out of the Cornetto it's definitely like, the worst of the three yeah, yeah but then it does have some of his elements like at the yeah. start of the film where he's like kind of introducing everything it, that is the plot of the film yeah, and it yeah. happens in that that order so, so yeah do that maybe maybe worth like a rewatch, and then we can do like an Edgar Wright episode that'd be pretty cool oh, to, to be fair Nick Frost and Simon Pegg are in the yeah, TV the cameo, show the cameo yeah yeah, yeah. And, they, and they have a Cornetto at one point I think yeah yeah Brilliant. Because to be fair, did Edgar Wright produce the TV show? He did, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, glad he still, he had some involvement. Obviously, you know, it's going to a different uh, form of media being in animation, but, you know, I imagine some stuff like from his, you know, some stuff slipped through the cracks. He could probably sneak a few things in there. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, no, I definitely, definitely recommend this. Again, if you haven't already, go, go watch the Netflix show, go watch the movie. But, yeah, I think there's not really much more to say on it unless you want to add, if you've got any final thoughts. Watch them. Watch them both. Enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. Don't think about it too much. Just 
watch and enjoy. Yeah, exactly. But thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Cinematic Trinity, guys. Uh, we had our Spotify uh, wrapped for the podcast this year, which was very interesting. Uh, so a massive thank you for making our sex education episode uh, more listened to by, I think, 733%. It was more listened to than our other uh, episode. So massive thank you to you guys for that. Uh, thank you for your continued support. But in the meantime, I've been Michael. And I've been Kieran. 